Have you ever dived into one of the many gut healing diets out there? I'm talking headfirst, blazing a trail, only to then scratch your head a few weeks later, wondering why didn't it work for me? Or have you found a diet that works for many of your gut struggles, but there's still lingering symptoms that just never seem to clear up? Or maybe you're in the middle of a flare right now. It's raging, but you're just so overwhelmed that you don't know where to start. It might feel right now like the world is caving in, but actually... I have to tell you that this is the best place for you to be with all your options laying at your feet. You just need some help getting clear on what those options are and most importantly, where to start first. If any of these scenarios sound like you, dear one, you're going to love this episode. If you can relate, this one's for you. You are listening to The Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. Hello, my love. How are you feeling today? Is it just another day in IBD paradise? Or are there some things that you're still working on? Let's go ahead and just take a deep breath together. And let it out. And let's just, let's set an intention that you'll leave today's episode with at least one nugget, one nugget of wisdom that you can take with you on your IBD healing journey. Now, what I want you to do after you set that intention is I want you to just let it go. Whatever you need to hear today to help you through, it's now in your heart. It's in the ethers and it's ready to take shape. So just just let it go and know that it will take care of itself. Today, we're going to talk about the number one reason you haven't busted that flare up and what to do instead. And somewhere in the background, my birds are chirping loudly. And if you can hear them, I apologize. There's nothing I can do about it. I hope you can't hear them, but just know there's some birds chirping in the background. It just kind of sets the ambiance, right? All right, we have to start the episode today with a truth bomb. One that's going to give you an amen, sister friend kind of feeling. And it goes like this. Even though you've most likely, you've not heard from your doctor that the food that you eat, along with your state of your mental health or your overall physical health, even though you haven't heard from your doctor that all of those things impact your IBD, you already know it to be true. You know it in your heart. Am I right? You're, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't have the urge to seek out something more, some other way of healing besides reaching for a pill or an infusion. 
And even if you do take medications or infusions, you know that you'll need less medicine or you'll be able to come off your medication sooner if you make healthy choices when it comes to your gut. That's definitely how it was for me. That was the case for me. So I was moving along on 6MP, that's an immunosuppressive, and that was after 20 years of gut struggles that it literally, just literally, it tore me apart. And I was finally eating a diet that was helping to control my symptoms. And I finally said to myself, I feel great. I don't really think I need this medication anymore. And you might be just at the start of a similar journey. You might have heard about this diet or that diet. And you may have heard that outside the world of Crohn's and colitis, healthy people, right, what do they eat? They eat kale and sprouts and quinoa and they eat berries and raw veggies. And so many of us think, let's just go for it. Let me just eat healthy because that's going to help me. And we think that when we follow diets where we're eating legal foods on the specific carbohydrate diet or the macrobiotic diet or the paleo diet or the Whole30 diet or maybe we just heard if we eat 10 fruits and vegetables a day that our abdominal pain will disappear, our diarrhea and our bloody stools will clear up and the heavens will part and we'll just begin to heal. And listen, I know that these kinds of options, they aren't easy. I mean, just the sheer willpower that it takes to stay on diets like this, it can be intense. When we put in an extraordinary effort and we embrace these kinds of eating diet extremes, we want the payoff to be worth it. I mean, we're working our butts off. We deserve the payoff to be worth it. But the problem is that these diets, they don't take into account the most important part of healing, and that's the repair phase. And I'm not talking about the long-term repair that we do over time as we begin to heal our gut. What I'm talking about here is this pre-repair work that needs to be in place before any healing can begin. You know, over my years as a health coach, I kept seeing clients who would come to me saying, I tried paleo or I tried the specific carbohydrate diet and it didn't work for me. Or I tried the supplements, the herbal remedies, the elixirs, but they didn't work. And that really got me thinking because these kinds of gut supporting diets and remedies, they should work. So how come they weren't working? How come this wasn't working in many cases? So what I found in 99.9% of the time, right, not all, but 99.9% of the time, I found that instead of spending quality time in the repair phase, this almost pre-digestive healing phase, most people, they are just jumping in. They're jumping right into their new healing regime. And especially when mamas with Crohn's or colitis, when they jump into an eating plan or a healing regime without the proper time spent in the repair, the flare phase first, they were just not successful. They weren't successful at creating long-lasting healing. The kind of healing that sustains remission. It's like, how can I put this? It's like, it's like when you start to exercise without warming up. It puts you at greater risk of injury, doesn't it? Your whole digestive system, it works much in the same way. We've been 
exercising our digestive system without warming it up for so long. Now, we have to set up a strong foundation before we can then move on to lasting healing. It's that what I affectionately call that repair the flare foundation. It's the step for setting up your digestive system with proper tools to then address the irritation in the digestive tract, the inflammation that's raging throughout your body, starting to wake up the intestinal villi that have been lying flat and dormant for so long. But once we take the necessary steps to ignite our body's innate repair system, there's just no stopping us. It's when we are failing to set the pilot light, so to speak, on our digestive system that it ends up in these half results, these repeated stops and starts, and this feeling that full remission, it's just not possible for you. I want to end that for you. Today, let's Make a promise we're going to end that, these failed attempts and starts and stops, half attempts, because today I'm going to share with you seven, seven repair the flare tips to ensure that when your IBD is raging, you know exactly what to do first, as soon as possible if you can, because the sooner you set these tips in motion when a flare starts, the better you'll feel and the quicker you'll start to calm your symptoms and ultimately find remission. We'll start by going over the seven tips. And then with all this information in hand, I want to tell you how you can get started on them. How you can do it like a mom with no overwhelm and no confusion involved. Let's go ahead and get started. Let's talk about tip number one. And this is the best advice that I'm ever going to give you. It's to get started with a high-quality bone broth or meat stock right away. Like right away the moment you realize that this is a flare. It's coming on. I know that something's not quite right. Just like when you have a cold, if you can get it first, right, with the first sniffle, you'll be much heal that much quicker from the cold. Bone broth works much in the same way. The sooner that you can get on it, the better. Now, maybe your mom or your grandmother or maybe even your great-grandmother, maybe they made homemade stock. And I know for me, growing up Italian, it was my grandmother who made it. She always had homemade chicken soup on hand. And it was delish. Oh, my goodness. Little did I know, though, that it was so healing for the gut. I didn't know that at the time. Homemade stock made with chicken or beef bones, it is full of nutrient-rich collagen and gelatin. And these two compounds, they are Mother Nature's miracles for our digestive health. And if you don't do any of the tips that I'm talking about today, if you only do one, this is the one to do because the results can be huge. The gelatin, and yes, if you're thinking about jello gelatin, you're you're on the right track with what I'm talking about here. Only this kind of gelatin, it's less processed, it has less sugars. This is pure gelatin. And in meat stock, it will come from the skin, the bones, the marrow, the tendons of the animal. 
The gelatin we get from our homemade stock, it sets the mucosal lining up for gut healing success by repairing the lining of our digestive system. So now we can say goodbye, leaky gut. Hello, strong intestinal barrier that can now absorb and digest the nutrients we eat. We're not going to get the gut healing results from a chicken breast or from a filet mignon. I know everyone likes to eat those these days, but we're talking about the chicken that has and the beef that has bones. We need the gelatin-rich joints and the bones from the animal to get this gut healing benefit. And that gelatin in the broth, it will also help to balance our stomach acid and our digestive enzymes. So we then we have less bloat, less gas, less acid reflux. So talk about setting yourself up now for gut repair, the flare success. And I also mentioned collagen. Collagen in our homemade stock, it helps us lower inflammation levels, not just in our gut, but throughout our whole body. So it's working on IBD joint inflammation. It also works to lower pain levels and ease muscle aches. And like gelatin, collagen helps improve leaky gut. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So with that stock or broth, I would try to get in as many cups in a day as you can. Um, One at a minimum, Five would be awesome, five at a maximum a day, and that will depend on the severity of your flare. Go ahead and start with just a half a cup though, because I want you to ease into it. Some people can have some stomach discomfort in the beginning. Ease into it with just a half a cup, then you can add more each day. And I know there are some really great local restaurants and shops that sell homemade stock. I have this client who lives in Argentina and she gets her stock It's right around the corner from where she lives. And I've also, personally, I have had really good homemade stock from Springbone Kitchen in New York City. Shout out to Springbone Kitchen. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) So I know that there are many high quality options that you can buy from. But for the most part, for most of us living in middle America, USA, or even around the world, it's tough. It's tough to find really good stock. So I prefer that it's made homemade where you control the ingredients and you know all about the cook time involved. I don't want you to be fooled by the regular grocery store bone broths because we're seeing that pop up more and more. They come in a box or a can at your regular grocery store. They don't have the gelatin and the collagen that we need for gut healing. They're just not cooked long enough or in the proper way. So definitely try to make it homemade if you possibly can. Okay, let's move on and let's talk about tip number two, your repair the flare tip number two. And that tip is skip health food, skip the health food. Most people believe that that saying we are what we eat, but not in IBD land. In IBD world, we are not what we eat. We are, however, what our body can digest and absorb. And in a flare, digesting and absorbing your food, it's tricky. Do you go to the bathroom and do you see undigested food in the toilet? This is a sign that you're not digesting and absorbing your food properly. It's time to back it up. Just back it up with everything that you're eating. I want you to eat nutrient-packed vitamin and mineral-rich fruits and veggies, but 
your body, it just cannot tolerate and assimilate these foods in their natural whole state right now. That doesn't mean, though, that you can't have strawberries or blueberries or carrots, green beans, spinach, and kale. You can. You can have these things and you need to have them to help you have the nutrients to repair your gut. You just need to prepare them in a way that is different from how most people eat. So you want to put those fibrous foods in a form that you can digest. Blend your fruit in a smoothie. Make a blueberry compote and you can drizzle it on your favorite foods. And if the word compote, if it sounds kind of fancy, I promise you it's not. It's just cooked up fruit. (laughs) It's really ridiculously easy to make. Making your berries and other fruit in this way, it helps it become gut healing, right? Now we can digest it without the trouble of it not being able to make its way through our digestive system. So when it comes to fruit, I'm not saying, though, eat as much fruit as you want all day long because too much fruit, it's definitely a case of getting too much of a good thing. But a couple servings of fruit a day, especially your berries in a digestible form, getting those every day, that's the way to repair your flair. Veggies, they can be pureed as well. My favorite way to get all my veggies in when I'm in a flare is by putting them in a soup. A soup that I call my 15 vegetable soup. And it's basically the meat stock we just talked about with every vegetable that I can find in my house. And it even includes ones that many people think they can't tolerate on a flare, like broccoli and cauliflower and spinach. And when I, what I do is I cook this soup up I then, with the meat stock, and then I pop it in a blender. And voila, super healthy, delicious, nutrient-packed soup that's also repairing my gut at the same time. When you're in a flare, eat healthy. Don't go for the nutrition-less mac and cheese, the white potatoes. Keep it healthy, but just eat it in a form that your body can use to help you heal. Now, real quick, I want to say before we leave tip number two behind, I want to say that I want to mention episode number 24, episode number 24 of the podcast. Back in that episode, I talked about the power of using soup to heal your gut. When you're in a flare, there's just nothing better, nothing better than nutrient-dense, power-packed soup. So go back and listen to that episode, and you will get some great tips on how you can use gut-healing soup to help you repair your digestive system and how it can really help you bust that flare. All right, let's move on to tip number three. Start sipping tea, herbal tea, that is, tea hot or cold, and I should say that right here, I should say high quality tea is amazing, amazingly beneficial for your digestive health. Herbal teas, which are not actually teas at all because they're more, they're not made from tea leaves, they're made from dried fruits, dried flowers, dried herbs. They're wonderful. They're a wonderful way to jumpstart your healing when you are in a flare. There's so many herbal teas that are just wonderful digestive helpers. They can help your bloating, gas, abdominal pain, that kind of pain that you have after eating, right, with the bloating and the gas. They can also help with nausea, anxiety, restlessness. There are even herb blends that work on multiple gut challenges at the same time. 
But I do have to say that when you're in flare mode and everything seems to be bothering you, I prefer single herb teas. Peppermint tea for heartburn, bloating, gas, as well as it just being a great digestive system relaxer after a meal. Ginger tea for when nausea strikes. Chamomile tea, it can be really helpful to help you relax before bedtime. Sticking with those single herb blends in the beginning, it will help you know which teas work best for you and which ones you want to stay away from. But once you have then built a repair the flare foundation, then it's okay to move on to herbal tea combinations. And one of my absolute favorites, and I've probably mentioned it before on the podcast, is throat coat. Some people think it's just for sore throats, but actually it is full of digestive healing compounds like slippery elm and licorice root and marshmallow root. Some people, they do really well with throat coat in early stages, but I don't think it's worth risking it. Keep the throat coat tea for after you've set up a foundation for your digestive healing and you're now in full-on healing mode. That's a great time to add throat coat to your diet. I also want to mention that warm foods and warm liquids, they work for me year-round, but everyone is different here. So when it comes to tea, let the season be your guide. If the warm, if the weather is warm, then go for it. Go for it with the iced herbal tea. And during the cooler months, there's nothing like a warm, steeping mug of hot tea. It's just really soothing for everything that ails you. All right, let is, let's move on and let's talk about tip number four to help you repair the flare. Tip number four is homemade fermented 24-hour yogurt. I'm not talking about the yogurt that you find in the grocery store. This is the yogurt that's been made at home with ingredients you know and trust. And it takes 24 hours to ferment. Sounds complicated. I promise you it is not complicated at all. But I do want to give this tip just a little disclaimer up front because I don't recommend yogurt for everyone. Whether it's dairy or non-dairy right? Whether it's dairy or non-dairy, I don't recommend it for everyone. Especially when our Crohn's and colitis is in a flare, one of the main factors is gut dysbiosis. We have an imbalance of bacteria in our microbiome. This imbalance, it leads to bloating, gas, abdominal pain, diarrhea, constipation, maybe going back and forth between the two. It can even lead to arthritis, headaches, sensitivities to food, brain fog, poor concentration, irritability, moodiness, memory challenges, skin rashes, gut imbalance. It's a mega factor in so many of the systems in our body. And it's really a powerful force that keeps our IBD humming and not in a good way. Crohn's and colitis thrives on disrupted bacterial balance. One of the ways to bring this bacterial imbalance back into balance is with yogurt. Homemade 24-hour fermented yogurt. It's full of probiotics that have the power to bring balance to our digestive system. And I have seen people's lives, their whole lives, turn around in a couple days of yogurt, of just even just a couple cups of yogurt a day. Some people thrive on it. But when bacterial balance is so severe, the addition of yogurt can be challenging, to say the least. 
Whether that yogurt contains dairy or it's dairy-free, I have to say that again because this can be even with your coconut milk yogurt, for example. I love recommending yogurt as an option to help repair the gut lining initially. But I want to let you know that there is that caveat here. When you're adding in yogurt, you don't want to add in heaps and heaps all at once. If that gut dysbiosis in your body, if it's really strong, it will set off a chain reaction called the Herxheimer reaction. You might have heard of it called die-off. This is the release of all the bacteria and the toxins that are stored up in your body over time. And die-off, it can actually make you feel worse than the flare-up itself. Have you ever experienced this before? You tried yogurt and it actually made you feel worse? It's likely because of this die-off reaction. So the bottom line here is that homemade 24-hour fermented yogurt, dairy or non-dairy, it can be great. But go very, very slow here. I've had clients that need to start with just half a teaspoon a day or even just dipping their tongue into the yogurt at first. For some people, Yogurt works fantastic, and for others, it's just more of a headache than it's worth. So give it a try, go for it, just see how it works for you. All right, I've got three more tips to share on this episode, and then I'm going to tell you how you can get four more of my Repair the Flare tips that you can check out after the episode. All right, let's move on to tip number five. Tip number five is eggs, and mainly the yolk or the yellow part of the egg. This is another tip with a caveat. Like yogurt, eggs are fantastic to help repair in the repair the flare stage, but eggs are not for everyone. Let me tell you a little bit about eggs. In fact, egg yolks especially. Egg yolks are a powerhouse of a healer. They're probably the easiest food to digest on the planet. And the amount of digestive healing nutrients that are in an egg yolk, it's insane. Yolks are full of protein, so you're getting large amounts of health-building amino acids. They're full of vitamins in every egg yolk, especially vitamin B. B vitamins like B1, B2, B6, B12. B is an essential vitamin for digestive healing, and egg yolks are rich in that vitamin. They're also rich in vitamin A and vitamin D as well, and also biotin. And the healing powers of eggs do not stop there. Eggs are full of fatty acids. They're full of choline, zinc, and magnesium. So eggs, oh my goodness, they are a powerhouse, a powerhouse of healing potential. And they set up your gut, your gut lining for further healing and then remission down the line. But as we know, as we know, some people are sensitive to eggs. If this is you, I want to mention two things. I want to tell you two things that are specifically for you with an egg sensitivity, not an allergy, but an egg sensitivity. The first thing that I want to tell you is that many people who are sensitive to eggs are actually sensitive to the egg white and not the yolk. The part of the egg that I'm talking about in your repair the flare phase, it's the yolk. This is where all the nutrients are found. So it might be worth trying just the yolk and see how you do. 
The other thing that I want to mention is that I have seen this happen over and over with several of my clients who are sensitive to chicken eggs. They're not sensitive to all animal eggs. So if they try duck eggs, for example, they tolerate them just fine. So again, if you're sensitive to chicken eggs, it might be worth trying eggs from a different animal to see how you react. So number one, it's possible that you're not sensitive to the yolk. Give it a try. Number two, if you've been sensitive to eggs in the past, maybe try an egg from a different animal. It might make a difference. It's worth trying. If you know that you tolerate eggs and maybe even you thrive on them, because some people will tell me I just thrive on eggs. I just feel so good when I eat them. Then you definitely want to make eggs a part of your repair the flare phase. Free range organic eggs, the ones that you find from a farmer that you trust, those are the best eggs. And if you ha- if you have your own chickens, at your house they that are able to graze on grubs oh my goodness even better that's the best and I know everybody doesn't have that option but if you have that option that's fantastic and when it comes to gut healing benefits of eggs the more raw you eat the egg the better and if you're if you're finding that you have a trusted egg source and you, tr- you, know, you trust where that egg comes from, you know that they're high quality eggs or you're getting them from your own farm, then you can blend the raw egg into a smoothie. You could also make a gut-friendly homemade ice cream. You could make it with raw eggs. And also you could make your raw eggs and you could add them into homemade mayonnaise. That's another great way to get raw eggs. The way that I love to have them and the way that I recommend my clients to have them is to stir it into a steaming bowl or a cup of your bone broth. This cooks the egg a little bit, especially for those of us who are squeamish, and that includes me, about having raw eggs. It cooks it a little bit. Once the egg is stirred into your broth, you won't even know that it's there. It's kind of like egg drop soup, if you've ever had that before. It will just add a richness to the taste and the flavor of your broth. And of course, it's adding that mega layer of repair the flare healing. Time for a check-in. How are you doing, mama? Are you ready? Are you ready to bring these tips home? Let's move on to our second last repair the flare tip. It's tip number six, and it's all about detoxifying our body naturally, getting rid of the toxins that build up and keep our flare in an active state. And I'm not a fan, I have to say, of most detoxes where you do a fast or you participate in a cleanse. Most of these can be really irritating to the digestive system. But what I do love is a way to gently detox bacteria and toxins, the ones that we've built up in our body. I love doing that in a gentle way with Epsom salt baths. Throughout all of these tips, we've been working our way through the systems of the body. We've talked about immune function, inflammation, bacterial balance to repair the flare and set us up for long-lasting remission. And so to do that as well, we must focus on our detoxification pathways because what good is getting rid of and releasing these bacteria and toxins if we can't now get rid of them from our body? Epsom salt or magnesium sulfide 
which is those large salt looking crystals that you might buy at your pharmacy at a grocery store. You can even buy them online. They have a myriad of health benefits from boosting our magnesium levels and some of us and a lot of us are really deficient in magnesium. It also can help reduce your stress. But what I really love when it comes to the repair the flare phase of your intestinal healing, I love Epsom salt for its ability to flush away the toxins and also reduce pain and inflammation. I mentioned that Epsom salt is part magnesium and part sulfate. The sulfate in the Epsom salt It helps the body release toxins through a process of reverse osmosis. You may have heard of reverse osmosis when we're talking about a water filtration process. You may have heard of it being filtered with reverse osmosis to purify it. This is very similar. It's a very similar process. The Epsom salt, it literally pulls the toxins out of your body. Now, in the world of Crohn's and colitis, releasing toxins, it can have an immense effect. It can help us release bacterial overgrowth. It can ease bloating. And while those anti-inflammatory benefits, they can help us ease our abdominal pain, our joint pain. It can help reduce painful hemorrhoids. It can even lower our C-reactive protein levels. One study found a link between low magnesium and high C-reactive protein levels. C-reactive protein, or the CRP, that's an inflammatory marker that your doctor checks all the time. I guarantee if you look at your blood work, it's there, C-reactive protein, or it might say CRP. So this study showed that Epsom salt can increase can help you increase your magnesium levels in your body, which in turn then will lower your CRP levels, your inflammation levels. So as the Epsom salt, as you use the Epsom salt, as you get more magnesium in your body, that CRP level that you want to be low, it goes down. Really cool study, huh? So like with everything I recommend, always start small with Epsom salt. Too much can lead to dehydration and it can also lead to diarrhea. And we definitely, we do not want that to happen. So we want to start in small amounts. And that means for Epsom salt, that means an eighth of a cup, a quarter cup in a full bath of a full water, you know, a full bath, all the water, just a quarter cup, an eighth of a cup even. That's a good starting place. If you can work your way up to one to two cups per bath and then soak in that for about 20 minutes, you're going to get all the detox benefits that you need. Epsom salt, I have to mention, it's also great for foot soaks. Do you have a foot soak bath at home? Those are really cool. It will also help release the toxins in your feet. We release toxins through our feet. So you can do one of those Epsom salt foot baths and it's really helpful as well. We've made it to our last tip, tip number seven. Remember, there are four more tips coming your way after the show. If you want the rest of my Repair the Flare tips, all you have to do is go to karenhaley.com forward slash action plan. karenhaley.com forward slash action plan. Remember, my mom had to be a little different and spell my name with a Y. So that's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com forward slash action plan. All the tips we talked about today, plus 
four other important repair the flare tips. They are in there in detail in my IBD action plan. So if you want more helpful IBD repair the flare tips, you can get them there. So what's tip number seven? Tip number seven is we're going in a little bit of a different but equally important direction here. It's a mental health tip. We know, I know that you know, the food that we eat, the food that we don't eat, it's important. Finding ways to reduce our inflammation, boost our immune system, balance our bacterial load, and flush our toxins like we just talked about, it's all important. But if we don't take care of our mental well-being, we don't stand a chance at achieving remission, lasting remission for sure. There's never a more important time to take care of yourself than when you're in a flare. It's the time for you to just let go of everything, everything you can, let go of it. Get support from your family, your friends, your neighbors, your partner. Leave the dishes, leave the vacuuming, leave the laundry. It can all be done later. And there's many mental health tips that I could impart on you today. There's self-care and prayer and meditation and talking with a girlfriend and just taking five minutes in the bathroom, right? Shutting yourself in the bathroom, locking the door and saying, this is my time, right? Even if the kids are banging on the door. There's so many things I could mention to you today. And they're all important. But the one that I really want to drive home for you the top repair the flare mental health tip that I want you to really find space for in your life is to smile and to laugh, even in your darkest moments. There's a reason why we all know that saying, laughter is the best medicine. It's because it is the best medicine. And I could go into, I could get all, I could put my scientific hat on and I could go all into the endorphin release that laughing creates. I could talk to you about the positive physiological changes that laughter creates. I could mention the research studies that show how laughter boosts our immune system. It lowers our stress hormones. It even decreases pain. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that today because I'd rather show you. I'd rather show you what laughter can do with a joke. All right. So this may bomb, but this is a joke that my mom, who passed away earlier this year, this was her favorite joke. It's a courtroom joke. You know those courtroom jokes that make their way around the internet? My mother loved those jokes. And Supposedly, this is a real conversation in a courtroom that happened between an attorney and a witness. It's the kind of joke that you could hear a hundred times, at least for me, and it would still be funny every time you hear it. Okay, here it goes. The attorney says, Doctor, before you performed the autopsy, did you check for a pulse? The witness says, no. The attorney says, did you check for a blood pressure? The witness says, no. The attorney says, did you check for breathing? And the witness says, no. The attorney says, so then is it possible that the patient was alive when you began the autopsy? The witness says, no. Attorney says, how can you be so sure, doctor? And the witness says, because his brain was sitting on my desk in a jar. The attorney says, I see, but could the patient still have been alive nevertheless? And the witness says, Yes, it's possible that he could still be alive and he's practicing law. Ba-dum-bum. All right, so no offense at all to attorneys who are 
wonderful. There's a bunch of them in my family. Just a funny joke. (laughs) All right, so could that be a real courtroom conversation? Somehow I doubt it, but it's funny, right? It always cracked up my mom and I can't help but laugh when I hear it. I can't help but chuckle. It's just funny. Watching YouTube videos, funny movies, tickling your kids, or even, you know what, just watching your kids play together, that's funny. Laughter is the best medicine. Tip number seven, laughter. All right, let's do a quick recap of our repair the flare tips. Tip number one was homemade bone broth. Remember to get the healing collagen and the gelatin benefits from your meat stock or your bone broth. Homemade is always the best way to go. With tip number two, tip number two was skip the health food. Skip the health food. Eat in a way that is easy to digest and absorb. Pureed, blended, in a soup. Make all your food easy for you to digest so you can use the nutrients in that food to heal. You'll get to that place eventually where you can eat it without blending it or pureeing it. You'll be able to eat it raw. And the first time you can do that, oh my goodness. But we have to start back at the beginning with the methods that will help us digest and absorb it better first. Tip number three, herbal tea. Hot or cold, peppermint, ginger, chamomile, they have amazing healing properties for your gut. Tip number four, homemade fermented 24-hour yogurt. You just cannot beat it for its bacterial balancing benefits. Tip number five, eggs. Full of vitamins and minerals, high-quality eggs are a must, especially the yolk, and as raw as you can tolerate or stomach. In hot broth, that is an ideal way to have it. You'll never know it's there. Tip number six, Epsom salt. In a bath, in a foot soak, even to soak your bum when you have hemorrhoids that might be bothering you. Epsom salt is awesome. It gently detoxifies and reduces the inflammation in your body. Tip number seven, laughter. Laughter, it's the best medicine. Laugh often, laugh with your kids, laugh with your friends. Find something, some way, something to laugh about every day. So, How can you now use these tips? You know the tips. How can you use them without feeling overwhelmed or stressed out? Well, first of all, you'll want to get started well before that flare gets out of control. This is a tough one for us moms. We Maybe we notice it in the back of our mind, but we just don't want to believe it's happening. These tips work best when you feel the flare coming on. Remember, the quicker you get started, the better. If all of these are new for you, I want to say that there's no need for overwhelm. There's no need to try to do all seven. Pick anywhere from two to four to get started. You don't even need all of them. Just some key tips to get you started. And pick the low-hanging fruit here. Pick the ones that are easiest for you to get started on first. Do you already have a whole chicken in your freezer at home? Start with the bone broth. Is Epsom salt something that you have in your bathroom cabinet? Go for it with an Epsom salt bath tonight. Get started with what you can and then the rest will fall into place when you're ready. And when you do get started, Mama, remember everything is easier when you get the kids involved. 
Make your maybe you're making eggs, make them for breakfast and make them for everyone in the morning. Make it simple for you. If you've got olders, let them make the eggs in the morning. Plan an activity or a movie that the whole family can sit around and laugh at. Are you trying to find a way to eat the nutrient dense fruit and vegetables in a way that you can tolerate? Hello, smoothies for all. Kids love smoothies. And you can put, yeah, fruits and vegetables in your smoothies, even for the kids. Spinach and kale, they blend great. And they don't change the flavor of the smoothie. That is a win-win for you and your kids. Are you ready to add a couple of these tips into your life? I know you can do it. And don't forget, I'm with you. I am by your side every step of the way. If you want to get in touch and talk about how you can do this, DM me on Facebook and we'll chat about how these tips can fit into your life. Remember on Facebook, it's my new page. I am at the IBD health coach at the IBD health coach. Okay, mom friend, remember you can get four more repair the flare tips and my IBD action plan by going to karenhaley.com forward slash action plan and it's Karen with a Y. So there you have it. Seven of my best tips for when it's time to get serious about repairing your gut. Stop diving into a diet. Stop all of the supplements first or whatever else before, before you do all of that. Set the stage for gut healing. You will be so much happier that you took the time to ensure IBD remission success. Until we meet again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD healing journey. Chat soon. Thank you so much for joining me today and for listening to today's episode. When it comes to IBD, I know there's a lot of resources out there and I'm truly honored that you chose the Cheeky Podcast to get your IBD information today. If you found this information helpful, please give us a rating and review. It helps other moms find the podcast and see what we're doing over here to help IBD moms everywhere. And if you feel called to do it, share this podcast with an IBD mom who you know could really use an uplifting message today because that's what we're all about over here at the Cheeky Podcast. One last thing, if you're still with me, and if you are, you're definitely my kind of gal. We have to get to know each other better. If you're tired of living on the hamster wheel of IBD with all the ups and downs between flares and remission, if you're struggling to get control of your abdominal pain, gas, bloating, diarrhea, and other troubling IBD symptoms, go to my website. It's karenhaley.com, and my mom had to be just a little bit different, spell my name with a Y. So it's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com, and schedule your very own free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting session with me, where we discuss the challenges you've been having, we set goals to help you move forward, and we talk about how we can work together to help you get your life back. It's a power-packed 30 minutes. You don't have to live in IBD status quo. There's so much that can be done to transform your life so you can thrive in motherhood and thrive with IBD. I've seen my clients walk this path and it gives me so much joy to take that journey with them. My entire coaching practice is run online so you never have to leave your house and you never have to get out of your jammy or yoga pants for us to work together. You know I'm wearing them too. 
If you're ready to take your first amazing step towards healing, I'm ready to chat with you. Schedule your free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting sesh today at KarenHaley.com. Click on the Work With Me tab and I'll see you soon. It's important to note that the information in this podcast and in this episode is for general information purposes only and not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. The statements made in the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, either by me or my guests, is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Before implementing any new treatment protocols, do yourself a favor and consult your physician first. Thank you so much for listening, for being here, for saving this space for us to spend some time together. Until we chat again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD journey.